Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back here to another awesome episode of You Got This with your host, Sandy and Donnie of Your New Life Ministries. And we're going to talk to you today about church. It's our love showing. As, and what we mean by that is, do you feel your church has cliques or do you feel your church is welcoming to everyone that attends? I mean, in other words, what I'm saying is when you show up to a church, do the actual congregation members come up to you and say, hey, how you doing? Or do they just look at you and walk away? Churches are supposed to be welcoming. They're supposed to say, hey, how you doing? Because my wife and I went to a church the other weekend and they were welcoming. They were awesome to us, actually. A lot of people came up and said hi to us, but... The issue with the church is it just didn't feel like it was the place that God wanted us to be. And I know that um, it, it, it's not really judgmental, but when you go to a church, you feel something like you're at home there. And that's what we're still looking for. But the essence of this show is really is why churches have clicks and which hints to our title is church is our love showing. But uh, we're going to get started here, but we're going to start in a, a moment of prayer for what happened to our nation 20 years ago today. And everybody knows what happened September 11, 2001, the day that our country was rocked by terrorism. Yes, and I pray right now, especially for those who say they are the body of Christ and whose eyes are being blinded by the fake news that's going on dear god almighty please open up their eyes to see the truth god you say you bring hidden things to light the person who's in the white house i don't even want to call i don't even call him my president he left many 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 americans over there to die at the hands of the Taliban, stuck, hostages. He gave them billions in, of dollars of aircraft and equipment. I can't even fathom that. Yes, I don't like to get into political stuff, and Trump had a plan to follow it to, to get out of Afghanistan, but it wasn't to leave anybody behind. And it wasn't to say, sayonara, okay, you helped us, but big deal to the ones that are over there, Afghanistanians, that's helped us. He had a plan that wasn't going to get the people hurt that got hurt. And if you say you're against the military, then when more terrorists come to invade our country... Please, I don't want any of them coming to your household to protect you because you're against them. Okay, enough of my high horse. I'm just really upset over what's happened over in Afghanistan and how even that person in the White House won't even acknowledge what he did. To me, that is a really low person. You can't even acknowledge that you did something wrong. And he tries to change the subject onto something that's not really that important. So I want to honor all those fallen people in our military. And I want to honor all those who fell on 
they gave themselves, you know, for our country, all our military, and the people who fell in 9-11 were people of our own country. They're people, they're your family members that fell at the hands of terrorists. So why are we being so welcoming to them? People, you really need to wake up and stop being blinded and stop believing everything you hear on, on CNN and MSNBC. Come on, people. Ask God to open your eyes and show you truth. Is this the truth or is it not? Because they're going to tell you what they want you to hear. Our government is so corrupt, it's not funny. Ask God to open your eyes. And please, children of God, of all people, please, ask God to open your eyes to show you. Am I believing the lies? Because, hey, just because you're a Christian don't mean that you got a special guard around you that you're not going to um, be fed lies. Because we have an enemy in this world. And that's what he does. He tries to blind your eyes. Blind your mind so you don't see and so you don't understand. So I want to offer up a prayer to all those who fell. All those who were of the fire department and the police and all those who are just workers and innocent citizens of the United States. I pray God bless their families. Dear Heavenly Father, bless all those in their families and still offer them some peace. Lord, for all those who fell on 9-11 and all our service people who continually give their lives to protect our, to protect our country. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask that you just comfort them. Comfort their hearts. Comfort the hearts of the family members, Lord, who've lost. I've lost people. I've lost family members. I've lost a son and a mom and a dad. I know what it's like to lose somebody. But to lose somebody at the hands of terrorists, Lord, I, I couldn't even begin to understand their pain. But... Comfort their families' hearts as they are remembering this day. And Lord, I ask you just to help give the people listening here wisdom. Open their eyes. And not to have such a prideful heart to not even want to dare ask and pray that prayer. God, open my eyes. Because we should be praying that prayer, every one of us. Every day, we should be praying, God, open my eyes. Because we're not so big that the enemy can't touch us and blind us from time to time. I know there's times where God, you're opening my eyes all the time the where I didn't see something straight and I didn't get it and you opened my eyes to show me truth. Speak your truth into all your people. Open their eyes, Lord. Help give them wisdom and show them love and mercy where they need it and grace. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey. All right, we're going to start here by uh, addressing some things with our church uh, about uh, does your church have pledge? And we're going to read a few verses here on this. Uh, one being, looks like you got written down here, First Samuel sixteen seven. But the Lord is, but the Lord said to Samuel, "Do not look at his appearance, for as his physical stature, because I refused him." 
For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at an outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the, at the heart. Uh, I think you all can understand what that means. And when you go to a church for the first time, they should be welcoming. They should be like, hey, hey, how you doing? And I haven't been to a, that many churches that haven't done that, but there is some churches who do have cliques. And what we mean by cliques is people who pretty much stand to their own people, stand to their own friends, and not really welcoming to other people. And the bigger churches really had that issue the real big churches do yes and what we're talking about is we're not trying to put down churches because i love going to church and i love my church um and i love fellowshipping and with um our other believers and you know our pastor really has a passion for the people um what we're talking about is i've been in churches where they only let a certain few try out for the choir and they won't all come and greet you and you're wondering okay am i welcome here okay really you shouldn't have clicks you should be welcoming everybody because we are to have the the love of god through the holy spirit in our hearts and the bible says not to judge we are not to judge. We are not to judge by outward appearance like Donnie just read. Okay, God looks at the heart. We're supposed to see the heart of a person and not what they're wearing, not how they walk inside, not by the expressions on their face, which may be because of something they're thinking about because of some issues they got going on and may have nothing to do with you. We're supposed to judge the heart of the person. And we're supposed to welcome everyone. And if someone wants to try out for your worship team, let them. Don't just look at them, well, they're not part of my clique, so I'm going to make an excuse why they can't join. Okay, this goes on in churches today. And I've been in some where it has. And it's, this should not be. And church, you're supposed to be the hands, the feet, and the voice, and the heart of God. And how can the world want what we have if we're being judgmental, we're being critical, we're being legalistic and religious? Because God, our Lord Jesus Christ said when he came, I did not come to bring religion. We're supposed to be family. Every one of us are part of the family of God. I don't care what they look like. I don't care what their financial status is. Even if they're homeless off the street and, and they just received Jesus or they're homeless on the street and they want to come in to receive Jesus and to hear the word, you're supposed to be welcoming. You're supposed to welcome them. And there is a passage in the Bible that says you're not supposed to judge them but they wear and put them in the back of the church. No, you're supposed to bring them up to the front. That's what God does. That's what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ does. We're supposed to welcome everyone. And, and that, what she's quoting here is an excerpt from 16, Matthew 16, 24 through 27. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up on his cross. And follow me, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whosoever loses his life for my sake will find it for what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world 
and loses his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. And that's about it, man. What else can we say about that except for uh, if you want to go to the church, have at it. And nowhere in that Bible, nowhere in, in his word does it say how to worship him. He never said, worship me in the Methodist way, the Pentecostal way, the Baptist way. See, mankind created rules and regulations that dates back to the Israel, Israel, Israelians or Israelites. The Israelites. They're the ones that created all that formality and stuff from Moses. And why they put Moses on a pedestal, I'll never know. I mean, Moses was a great guy. There's no no uh, getting around it. He was a great guy who led the children out of Egypt. He protected them. But he wasn't the de facto man from God. I mean, what I mean is, he wasn't God's understudy. In other words... He wasn't Jesus Christ. Well, exactly. <laughs> he wasn't Jesus Christ. He was Moses. He was a leader. And we're not supposed to worship leaders. We're not supposed to worship angels. We are supposed to respect them. But we are not to worship them. And, they, you know, when Jesus came, uh, they were all, oh, about, you know, the law of Moses. No. Well, who gave Moses that law? Moses didn't write it. God Almighty wrote that law. And so, we're talking about, don't start acting like the world who's all about appearances. Don't start acting like the world, because you're going to lose your soul if you keep going down that path. That a church is supposed to be welcoming, loving, and inviting. And we're not supposed to live by worldly ways. Who would you rather be judged by, man, or be judged by God? That's right. And I was reading in my devotion in James, and James is a wonderful chapter, a book of the Bible, to talk to you about how you should live and how you should talk. Because they said a tongue can set, you know, stuff on fire and in a bad way. And you got to just think before you speak, because you can't take those words back if you truly say something that really hurts somebody. Because you don't know what kind of triggers people have from maybe abuse in the past. You don't know what that's going to do to them. And we're supposed to treat people as we want to be treated. So I'm going to read. I'm going to read chapter 2 of James. My brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. For if there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings and fine apparel, and there should also come a poor man in filthy clothes, and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes and say to him, you sit here in a good place and you say to the poor man, you stand there or sit there at my footstool. Have you not shown partiality among yourselves and become judges with evil thought? Listen, my beloved brother, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom? which he promised to those who love him. But you have dishonored the poor man. Do not the rich oppress you and drag you into the courts? 
Do they not blaspheme that noble name by which you are called? That's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. We're talking about judging by appearances and treating one better than the other. And that's exactly what the Palestinians did when they swore up and down that Jesus himself was blaspheming against God. Even though Jesus himself was the Son of God. And they didn't believe it. They had no they did not believe, they didn't want to believe it, they didn't they didn't care. I think you meant to say Pharisees. Well Pharisees, same thing. <laughs> Palestine. Bottom line is they all hated that man. Yes, that's the right. Day. They all hated him. They all didn't believe anything that man was saying. And they could, could, they could have sworn, oh, if he was the son of God, he'd be riding in on a chariot. But who says that he had to ride in on anything? Where did it say that he had to ride in on something in the first place? There was no prophecy of how he was going to come in there, was there? That's right. The Lord says we're supposed to love our fellow man. And there is no denominations in the Bible. But it does say in the book of Acts... In Antioch, for the first time, they were called Christians. Okay, that's it. There's no mention of Methodists, Protestants. There's no mention of Baptists and Pentecostals and Catholics. There is no mention of that anywhere in the Bible. Those are names, denominations, that people, we, gave because of how... we. These certain denominations want to present the Bible. And if it presents the whole Bible front to back, I don't have any quarrels with that. I don't believe in denominations. But if it's all power to you, if you find one of those churches and you, you want to go to that denominational church, as long as it preaches the Bible front to back, then, you know, go there. I don't have anything against any religion, you know, that's preaching Jesus Christ. But don't... You know, judge people. Don't judge them by even where they worship. Don't judge people by how they're dressed, whether they're rich or poor, because God doesn't look at that. He looks at the heart. I'm going to continue on. If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You do well, but if you show partiality, you commit sin. And you are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. For he who said do not commit adultery also said do not murder. Now if you do not commit adultery but you murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak and do as those who will be judged by the law of liberty. For judgment without mercy will be shown to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Exactly right. So if your fellow man is hurting or something like that, we should be over there finding out how we can assist them because everybody needs help from time to time, especially in this day and age. When people need a lift, a helping hand lifting up, uh, try to do what you can for them. not saying that you have to change their entire life, but at least you can um, teach them how to do something because that's the old adage. Give a man a fish will only eat for a day, as we all know, but you teach them how to do something, they'll eat for a lifetime. Bottom line is, we there is a bit ability to give charity, but charity in the right way by teaching them how to do something so they can take that skill 
and use it for the rest of their lives. You just don't give people blanket stuff and think that you're helping them out. No, you got to teach them how to do it. And that's about it. All right, I, we're going to take a quick break here and uh, play a song. And what is the song we're playing, honey? If We Are the Body. If We Are the Body by Cassie Crowns, which is an awesome song. So we'll get back to this discussion right after this song. She slips in Trying to fade into the faces The girl's teasing laughter Is carrying farther than they know Farther than they know But if we are the body
Hey guys, welcome back here. Hope you enjoyed that awesome song by Casting Crowns, If We Are the Body. We're going to um, discuss, uh, what would you say you want to discuss, honey? I mean, we're, we're, our topic today, again, is church. Is our love showing in church? What, what we mean by that is, are we being welcoming to everybody who wants to come and enjoy the presence of God? Are we showing love to our fellow man by having a good time with them, worshiping a lot of God together and uh, going out to dinner afterwards, just being welcoming and getting to know your church's congregation, the church body of the congregation. Are we taking the time to get to know them and who they are? And I'm going to read another verse, uh, another chapter here, uh, 1 Corinthians 13. I think it pertains to this pretty good. It says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and the end of angels, but have not love. I have become sounding brass or a clinging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but I have not loved, it profits me nothing. Though a love suffers long and is kind, love does not envy, love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, it is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hope all things endures all things love never fails but whether there is our prophecy they will fail whether they are tongued tongues they will cease whether there is knowledge it will vanish away for we know in part and we prophesy in part but when that which is perfect has come then that which it is it it which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when it became, when I became man, put away childish things. For now we see a, in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now I bade faith, hope, love. These three things. But the greatest of these is love. See, you're supposed to love your fellow man. You're supposed to be there for your fellow man. But also teach them things to learn how to survive on their own. And that's what the church does. You bring people in. You teach them the love of God. You teach them who God is. So they can take that knowledge of God out to the world. And they can share that message to their masses. You teach them. And one of the ways we teach them and one of the ways we show them is by our actions. Are we loving them? Are we welcoming everyone into our churches? Are we going up and saying, I'm so glad to have you here, no matter what they look like? Or are we just passing them by because, hey, you know, I'm on the worship team or, hey, you know, I'm the pastor's son or I'm the pastor's daughter. Who cares? We're all children of God. We all have the same blood of Jesus Christ if you've received him as Lord. There's not one, there's just one Jesus Christ. 
That's it. There's no different ones. One better than the other. There's just one Jesus Christ. There's one God Almighty. One heaven. And we all have his blood covering us if we've received him as Lord and Savior. So we are no different. So we're not to behave rudely as that says. What good is it if you can prophesy? What good is it if, if you're going out and, and feeding the poor and you're giving to the missions? What good is it if you're holding Bible studies? But then when somebody comes into your church, you're rude to them and you ignore them. What good is it? I'm going to finish on with this chapter in James. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food and one and one of you says, Depart in peace, be warm and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith by what show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered, offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works and by works? Faith was made perfect, and this scripture was fulfilled, which said, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see, then, that a man is justified by works, not only by faith. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body without spirit is dead, so with faith without works is dead. See, it needs to all work together. As we read, as Donnie read in 1 Corinthians, if you can prophesy, but you don't have love in your heart, and if you don't show your love to your fellow man, it's nothing. It's worth nothing. And by the same token, if you were doing works, without faith is dead it all works together you need to have faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and let that faith flow through you through love love is the power that connects everyone love is the power that reaches everybody as it says in the last verse of 1st Corinthians and now abide faith hope and love these three but the greatest of these is love see faith hope and love you need all of them you need faith you need hope and you need love and the love of God is active it's an active faith and you show it you step out of your comfort zone you love your fellow man you don't judge them you love them by their heart like Jesus does didn't he want didn't you want him to love you that way when you received him as Jesus and you were on your knees crying before him Lord save me I'm a sinner Forgive me of my sins and come into my heart to be my savior. Okay, how are we going to reach those who are maybe baby Christians if 
We don't welcome them. Welcome them whether it's in our churches or in our homes. Because we are the body of Christ. So the body of the Christ is, and the church is wherever we are. If we're not welcoming people, if we're not loving people, if we're in the grocery stores and we're walking by somebody who doesn't look right or who has really filthy clothes on and we look at them with disgust, are we being a child of God? Because God sees all. You know he's everywhere. He is omnipresent. That means he is everywhere. He, he does see that. Do you think he's smiling down on you when you act that way? This has probably been a tough podcast. But we're supposed to be the children of God. We're supposed to be reaching. And, and, and we are in the last days. I do believe that. Especially by what's going on in the world. We need to take as many people with us as we can. How are we going to do that if we're pushing them away? Well, I think the answer to that question is we're not, but we also got to, to teach the church, which they should already know by now, is how to be accepting, and which that should be going without saying, because the church should already be accepting. But not every church is equal, which we all know that. every Not every church acts the same, does the same, and is the same. So we just need to find the right church that's we belong in and everybody else belongs in because not everybody is going to fit into there's no one size fits all church there isn't it doesn't exist never has existed never will exist because all people have all different personalities you just need to find the right church to get into and worship the way god wants you to worship and that's what we have to do uh you, need, you want to add anything else yes um I want to, with our last verse, I want, this is one of my all-time favorite verses. Mm -hmm. It is Jeremiah 31.3. This is one of my favorite verses. Because it, it talks about each and every one of us and how we were created and by whom we were created. Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. What verse is that, honey? Jeremiah 31, verse 3. That means love himself created you. Mm. You can't be anything but love. So guess what, my friends? That person walking in in that fur coat and shiny diamond rings all over their finger. And that person who just walked in off the street with torn clothes and probably no shoes on and, and, and dirty and it looks and they probably smell like they haven't had a bath in months or probably years guess what my friends they were created by the same lord they were created by the same lord love they are love by the same lord who gave his life who carried a 300 pound cross on his shoulders up a hill to Golgotha who was beaten oh and by the way try googling what the Romans used to scourge and beat people with yeah it had stones on it and stuff with spikes and they beat our Lord with that and if you read in Isaiah 52 verses 14 and 15 and I suggest you go read that it says he was beaten beyond human recognition. He did that for us. 
He was sinless and he didn't do anything for each and every person. And so each and every person is priceless in his eyes. He was hung on a cross with nails, big, huge nails, nailed into his hands and his feet, a crown of thorns on his head, digging into his face. People spitting at him. And some of the very ones who used to chase him down. So how can we be so judgmental of people? Please. I hope this takes you, is to, you take this to heart. And remember, because at one point or another, we are all guilty of it. When we see someone that doesn't look quite right, that they look really filthy. We are all, all, and I ask God to forgive me of those times that I even had that look as I was passing by somebody in a store. I'm sure I have. And I'm just praying, Lord, give us the love that you have for us. Give it, for, give it to us for our fellow man. Because you are love. And you created us in love, so we can't be nothing but, and that is each and every one of us. The one on Wall Street and the one on the streets on Wall Street. They are all valuable in his eyes. We are all valuable. And all of you who are listening are valuable in his eyes. Let us start acting it and let us start drawing people to Christ instead of pushing him away. Alright, well I think we uh, hit our point here today, honey. And uh, we're going to close out with a prayer. And <clears throat> still, we all need to remember what happened 20 years ago today. <laughs> On September 11, 2021, uh, 2001. We need to remember that as well. But uh, let's close out the prayer here, hon, and uh, we'll uh, tell them what we're going to have next time. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just ask you to just bless those who are listening, Lord. Bless our listeners, Lord. Help them in their daily lives. And if they have one out there who needs healing, and the Lord has just given me a word for someone named Lisa. You're listening. And he says you're healed in his name. Just believe it. Believe it. And it will manifest. And those who need a job, God, open their eyes. Give them the inspiration in their heart. Because you say in your word that you give us the desires of our heart. And I don't believe that means that everything we want you're going to give to us i believe that you place desires godly desires in our heart so god give them inspiration and desires in their heart to look at certain places to go apply at certain places lord and to put feet to their faith and lead them to that one that job that's special for them and lord for those who maybe you do have a job, but you have more bills and finances coming in. Lord, bless them with a handful on purpose and show them how much you love them. And for those who are troubled by maybe some decisions they have to make and they just need you, God. They need some answers. God, you give us wisdom and you say in James chapter 1 verse 5, you say if any of you like wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously. So I pray, Lord, give that one the wisdom that they need. And I do want to pray for the family members of those who lost loved ones on 9-11. As we are remembering this anniversary, I am so sorry for your loss. And I pray the Lord is comforting you as you are remembering this day. 
and for all the family members of our servicemen and even those who were, weren't in the service but they're stuck over there Lord I pray Lord comfort the family members comfort them and give them peace and if it be any way possible bring our family bring our people home Lord and Lord please do something about the corrupt government right now please your will be done God and just remember all these people and show them every day that you love them and that you are thinking about them God every day and I ask this in Jesus name Amen Amen and uh, if you ever have a word for us you can reach out to us through our email at info at your new life ministries.org and if you like this podcast and any others uh, please follow us here and uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel Your New Life Ministries LLC on YouTube and follow us on Facebook and Instagram and again if uh, you listen to this podcast please reach out to us and we'll send you a a free uh, coupon code for 20% off any of our uh, personal authored books too yes and you can find that on our website at yournewlifeministries.org and again yes please contact us on that page if you see a book one of our books that you want and uh, email us back through the contact us page and we'll send you the coupon code it's not on there it it will be only on there for our listeners we will only email it to you personally and hey i've got two more children's books coming out and they're both in the tim and gerald ray series so uh they are in production now being illustrated uh and be looking for that soon hopefully they'll be coming out in the next month all right. Well, like I said, I'll talk at you later. And uh, please follow us here, and we got more podcasts coming. So you know you got this when you let God lead the way. Amen. Talk at you later. <laughs>